Hey there, welcome to the Stormwater World Podcast. After 10 years in the stormwater industry, I feel like I've only scratched the surface of all there is to learn. I believe there are a lot of people just like me who are curious, but we're all just so busy. So I'm going to ask the questions so we can get the answers together. My name is Ty Garman, and I'm your host. Join me as we learn about what is happening in the stormwater world. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the, uh, this episode of the Stormwater World Podcast. I'm excited to have a good friend of mine on today, uh, TJ Mullen, president of Best Management Products. TJ, welcome to the pod. Appreciate you being uh, able to come on and visit with me today. Hey, Ty. Glad to be here. Appreciate you having me. Thanks, man. Uh, so let's just get in it. Uh, just let, let's just get right into it. Um, I, it's it's crazy to me, right? So like I've known you for years. We've seen each other at conferences. Uh, you've you know the snout uh, has over 90,000 uh, installations across the country. So in my mind, everybody knows who you are. Everybody knows the product. But in reality, that's really untrue. Like the people, there's still plenty of people out there that don't realize what it is that Best Managed Products does and that there is so the solution that is the snout for trash capture along with the other uh, stormwater quality devices that your company offers. So let's just start there. Can you kind of go over, you know, who is Best Manager Product? What do you offer? And how uh, are those products beneficial uh, in the stormwater world? Well, absolutely. Um, first of all, again, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm going to set the record straight on some things, though. We have over 100,000 installations oh, at this my point. Fault. My fault. I shorted you. My bad. That's now, it's been, uh, this now it's been around for almost 25 years now. So, you know. That's only four thousand a year if you look at it that way. But things have uh, things have uh, have definitely accelerated. Um, the uh, the interesting thing is, you know, even though there's a hundred thousand installations, which certainly makes us one of the most popular stormwater quality devices in the country, when you look at that as a percentage of how many stormwater structures go into the ground every year, I mean, that's you know, that's somewhere between seven hundred and fifty thousand and a million structures that go in every year. Wow. So my way of thinking is that every stormwater structure should have a snout in it. So we have a lot of, uh, we have a lot of potential for growth. Um, I mean, when you think about it, if you're going to all this trouble to dig a hole, connect it to a pipe and drain stormwater away from whatever you're trying to do, I say, if you touch the stormwater, improve it, make it better. So every opportunity you have to interact or touch stormwater, improve it. And the snout has proven to be a very uh, cost-effective and just flat-out effective device uh, in over 100,000 cases. So we know that there's uh, several hundred thousand more cases that are just uh, waiting to be made. So so what do we have? It all starts with the snout. That's uh, our original product, and it's a vented hood that sits inside a stormwater structure with a sump. And that means that the pipe is not at the bottom of the structure. There's depth beneath the bottom of the pipe. Um, uh, in, in, in just typical terms, a minimum of three feet for pipes that are 12 inches uh, or smaller. And then that sump depth should increase depending on the pipe size. And that's important because you want to have the room and the volume to capture all of the solids and floatables and things that putting a snout in the, putting a snout in the uh, structure allows you to do. So anyway, that's the keystone of our system, the snout um, uh, water quality hood. 
Uh, and then we have several accessories that improve the performance of the snout. Um, hey, the before you, before you go on, before you go on, on the snout, is that, is that a device that, so do I, can I only install that under new construction or can, what if I have existing structures? Can it be retrofitted in or how, how does, how does that work? Sure. Um, as long as the structure has a sump in it. And then again, that's that, that, that okay, volume right, right. beneath the bottom of the pipe. As long okay. as that structure has a sump in it, you can very likely um, retrofit a snout. In fact, we actually even make some split snouts. Um, so the snouts come in sections so you can fit them through a great frame opening or like a manhole opening. Um, so retrofits are a big part of what we do, but it, it okay. really only makes sense when you have a deep enough sump in that structure uh, to, to make the thing function properly. Gotcha, gotcha. So not only do you have these available for whatever projects going on out there based on standard standard structures that exist that you actually will build to spec if necessary and if it makes sense or will obviously work in my existing in my existing structure. Yeah, yeah. I mean split snouts are are stock products for us. Um gotcha. and uh, you know, you can see those on our website. And of course, um, uh, I think you were suggesting this, but we do custom products all the time as, as well. Oh, okay. You know, right. a, a, um, an end user may have a specific application that we don't make a stock product for. Um, we'll, uh, we'll certainly help the end user or the engineer, the designer, or the contractor, um, uh, design a custom product that's more time consuming and it's more expensive, but it's something that we do all the time. Gotcha. In fact, I think on your website, if I've done my research correctly, that people can actually go to the, your website and and put in information. I think it's called like what the the spec a snout, and they can kind of figure out what it is they need. You want to kind of touch before we go on to the next product. Do you want to kind of touch on how that how that works? Sure. Um. Uh. So there is a uh there is a tool on our website called the spec a snout tool where you can do things like input the shape of the structure. And by that, I mean, is it, is it a box, a rectangular box with flat walls, or is it a round manhole type structure with rounded walls? So that's the first thing you want to do. You'll, you'll say, do I have a flat wall structure or a round wall structure? Uh, and then we'll ask you to input the pipe size, your outlet pipe size. And then with the outlet pipe size uh, and the shape of the structure, um, you'll get some recommendations uh, on what size snout might be appropriate for your um, particular project. One of the things that's important is that when the different snout options come up, there will always be a recommended maximum flow rate. So if you find that your flow rate is higher than what we recommend for that particular snout model, just upsize the size of the snout. The bigger snouts can handle more flow. Um, but the, uh, maybe more important than anything, if you have questions, we have Going. engineers on staff. Yeah. Of them, and uh, you know Matt, our chief of engineering, can help. So that we have we have engineers that will help you size the um, appropriate snout for the appropriate project. Awesome, awesome. So as you as you were saying, so what's the what's next? So the most um, popular accessory for the snout is something called the bioskirt, and the bioskirt is a product that uh, is for hydrocarbons. Um, it allows. Um, not just for the separations to occur in the structure, but for these oils, um, the emulsified oils, PAHs, your free oils, to actually be captured and adsorbed into this boom structure, and they'll be retained. They won't just get mixed up and flushed downstream right away. So that's the most um, that's the most popular 
uh, accessory for this now. Very simple. Uh, there's one size bio skirt, but you use multiple units for bigger snouts. Um, so okay. that, that will, you know, we can help you out, um, with whatever you need and the spec for the bio skirt, which can be downloaded right from the website. will tell you what the deployment schedule is based on the stout model you're using the bio skirt with. So gotcha. that's the biggest accessory. The second biggest accessory and this gaining, um, popularity quite quickly is called our turbo plate. And our turbo plates are designed to reduce the turbulence and velocity of the stormwater inside a structure. And when you reduce the velocity and the turbulence, you increase the ability of that structure to remove sediment and, and, and fine particles like TSS. So, um, there's a series, there's a, there's a number of sizes, um, from 12 inch up to 36 inch, um, and a 36 inch turbo plate to give you, um, uh, to give you an example is actually three sections and it's 72 inches tall. Um, but that is our 36 series turbo plate. So we can handle some pretty large pipes, some pretty high flows. Uh, and these are beefy, uh, these are beefy, um, stainless plates, um, that actually you could, you could steer a ship with, um, if you wanted to use them as a rudder. So very substantial. They come in solid, um, they come in solid plates for the inlet pipe. And then the side, um, the side plates are perforated and those are what actually reduce the flow because the, um, wetted perimeter or the distance that the water has to flow through is increased and therefore the velocity is decreased and the turbulence is decreased. So the turbo plates, uh, coming on strong. And then we also have our stainless trash screen, um, which is used for full trash capture. Um, and that's been around for a long time as well. Um, and you know, trash capture is a, is a, a, a big issue that a lot of people are dealing with now. So, you know, the, 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 the focus of what we do is stormwater quality for the, the urbanized environment or by urbanized, I mean, there's a lot of, um, impervious surface where you're collecting stormwater on parking lots, roadways, rooftops. Um, and then you're concentrating that stormwater into some sort of a structure, uh, which then goes into a pipe. Um, and then our parts fit inside those structures. Um, and like I said, right at the opening, you know, our point of view with stormwater management is if you touch that stormwater and by touching it, I mean, you bring it from the surface to under the ground, right? You will make it better, right? If you right. touch it. You know, my mom always said, leave it better than how you found it. Right. And, and that's kind of the, that's kind of the design ethic for BMP. We want you to leave that stormwater a little bit better than how you found it going in. Um, and with some really simple devices, you can make that happen. So that's yeah. kind of what we're about. Very, very straightforward. And, you know, and thinking about it, uh, over a hundred thousand installations and what, what year did you start? Doing? 19, 20, 25 years, right? So then that's that. coming up on 25 years. So that makes you, that makes you, you're the, you're the OG, you're the original, you're the original trash cat, tra or what is, what is it, vent, vented hood, trash capture, stormwater quality device, thus now. Yeah. Gotta be, yeah. gotta be the I, original, right? There, there were, um, uh, I mean, there have been cast, these big, heavy cast iron hoods oh. that went over the outlet pipes of combined sewers, um, oh, okay. to, uh, <laughs> 
primarily to keep um, sewer gases from exiting into the atmosphere. Um, and, and But then secondarily, they also skimmed off some trash and floatable debris. Those have been around for a while, but it was kind of like typically like a one size fit all thing. And they really weren't thinking so much about stormwater quality because these were combined sewers. Well, we changed that. Um, and then we decided to add a vent um, to the hood that would prevent it from siphoning. Because one of the things that we found originally, people were using downturned elbows or these, these solid hoods. Um, and they were still getting a lot of trash downstream. And, you know, what we discovered was that during a high flow situation, when the stormwater would surcharge the structure, and that means like fill it up above where the pipe is, when that flow receded after the storm um, started to give way, you actually would develop a siphon in that pipe and you could suck the pollutants down even to the very bottom of the hood, which might gotcha. be a couple okay. inches beneath the pipe flow line. So we're like, well, these are siphoning. So they're actually, if you're using them for stormwater quality and for floatables control, it does nothing for you. So all we did was add an anti-siphon vent that was like a vacuum breaker on a hose. Have you ever seen those those nozzles that are kind of on your hose yep. that prevent you from sucking water back into the system? Right. Yep. It's really and nothing more than that, but on a stormwater hood. But it made a huge difference in that our, our hoods can't siphon. Um, so that... Um, technology was was added to the device uh, right at the beginning and has made a big impact on its overall um, effectiveness and then you know we made them for a bunch of different sizes we have over 25 models of hoods um and ranging in pipes you know from from four inch pipe up to 60 inch pipe we make huge hoods and um uh i know you're from texas ty some of the biggest hoods we make end up in your state because of course of texas course got to be big right everything everything's got to be bigger in texas well that that was a great explanation and again it's it's it's, it's interesting so simple simple and effective you know that's yep. that's exactly what you're describing in, in my mind to where you know there's a is an interesting problem and then you came up with a very simple solution to make uh the snout even more effective than it was already was uh, not to put you on the spot, I do. I have uh, done some um, interviews already with some other manufacturers, and you know, and the ugly word. I'm gonna I'm gonna cuss at you real quick in the stormwater world. I'm gonna say the word maintenance. Yikes! You know, that's a cuss word in our world. Um, let's talk about it though. How about maintenance, long term ownership? Do you have some thoughts on that? Did you like to share in regards to uh, the snout and the bioscar plate? Sure. I mean. If you don't maintain these systems, right? I mean, these systems are effective. And by effective, I mean, they capture a lot of stuff. So they capture trash, floatables, and sediment, and oil. Well, that stuff doesn't just, like, magically vaporize. So if you are capturing these pollutants in your structure, you have to remove those pollutants. Um, and, uh, you know, that is an issue. If you don't maintain the structure, it can't be effective. I mean, if you think of it from just a, um, uh, think of a glass of water, um, well, glasses are pretty effective holding water. You know, you empty it, you pour your water in the glass and it's there. Right. But if right. you keep pouring the water into the glass, what's going to happen, Ty? Yeah. Coming out. It's going out. It's going to come out, right? It's yeah. going to spill all over. It's, yeah, exactly. Say, well, this isn't very good. Well, you know, the, the, the dude who invented the glass is going to say, well, you're not using it right. You know, it's not a, <laughs> this is not a fountain. It's a cup. It's designed to hold a, yeah. a certain amount of water. 
And that's true for a stormwater structure when you're trying to capture especially solids. The idea with a stormwater quality structure is that you're letting the, the, the flow go through, you're letting the stormwater go through, but the nasty stuff needs to stay behind. But you can't fill the structure up completely with all the nasty stuff. <laughs> right. Not right. I mean, stormwater structures, because of the power of stormwater, will tend to hit some sort of a steady state. Um, it's, it's quite unusual that you actually back the structure up that it won't take any more flow. What happens, though, is that the pollutants that you capture after it gets beyond whatever your maintenance level is, it, it just won't capture anything anymore. So all the pollution that comes into the structure just goes right out. We have very specific maintenance guidelines, um, and those are available for download on our website. Um, and it is something we talk about all the time. But when we look at a structure, say, for instance, Ty, you have a catch basin that has a four-foot sump. Okay. We tell people before that sump gets filled up to two feet, or which would be half of the, oh, half of the volume of the sump, before right. it gets to that point, it needs to be maintained because by the time it gets to that half full condition, steady state will have already set in and you're really not going to be capturing anything more. So you know, everybody wants a quick and easy solution, right? They say, oh, well, you know, you, sh you, should, you should clean it out every year. You should clean it out every six months. Oh, I mean, it's good. You've got to set some kind of a guideline, but what we find um, is the most accurate way is to figure out how much rain you've had, right? Because that's what's bringing the pollution into the structure. So if you've had a, a season with extraordinarily heavy rain, and it seems like every season we're getting more and more rain uh, in some parts of the country, and then in other parts of the country, you know, we're not getting anything at all. But my point is that it's really how much rain you have that's going to bring pollution into a stormwater structure rather than time. Time is, is fairly meaningless. Right. Right. Yeah. If it's not uh, raining, that'll so, go on. Yeah. Uh, that makes yeah. sense. Again, simple, so, simple. But, right. Well, that's right. right. Hey, check it every year. But if you've had a lot more rain, you probably ought to check it more often. Right. Right. A lot of, a lot of common sense, you know, falling into that category, it feels like. Uh, so 25 years of the business, my friend, uh, where are we going with all this? What, what's the future of the industry? What, what do you, what do you see? Give me, give me your opinion on, on, uh, what's the next 25 years going to look like? Well, I think it's, I think it's really, um, uh, there's, there's, there's two, there's two things that are exciting about it. One is that people are more focused on making the most of our water resources. Um, and you can break down water resources in a couple of different ways. You can look at water resources for, for drinking water or for irrigation or that purpose. And then you can look at water resources as surface waters, places for recreation, you know, go boating and fishing and, right, and right. the kind of things that I really love to do. Um, so if you look at it in those two ways, no matter how you slice it, no matter which water resource you're focusing on, you don't want trash and pollution fouling those resources. Um, and as we continue to develop our world, um, the impacts of that development creating impervious surface um, are going to further impact the quality of surface waters. Now, one of the things that's exciting is that uh, we are seeing better designs that incorporate both um, uh, design ideas that reduce impervious surface and then combine that reduction impervious surface, which reduces the amount of runoff, 
but then combine those with smart structural controls um, because you still have to move stormwater around. Um, uh, it, it's, it's unlikely in most urbanized settings, you can just allow everything to, um, filter into the ground. It just doesn't work like that in cities and, and developed areas, unfortunately. Um, so more and more smart structural con controls are being designed, uh, that allow us to, you know, like I said, you touch that stormwater, you can clean it up and you can do it in very cost effective ways. And there are so many different, uh, products or devices or design ideas available now that you can really target what pollution, um, what your pollutant of concern is, and then what device you throw at the solution. So that was a long winded answer, but in a nutshell, <laughs> it's great. I think it's a very, I think it's a very exciting time, um, to be in stormwater because one, the need to clean up your stormwater runoff has never been greater. And two, the, um, uh, the value of water resources has never been more important. Um, you know, whether it's water for, like I said, for, you know, potable drinking or for irrigation or for recreation, the, the value of water resources have, has never been more important. Um, and I think that, you know, if you look deep at, you know, if you look deeply at issues like geopolitical issues, there are many people saying that the next set of wars, you know, the next inter international conflicts are more likely to be over water than anything else. Um, oh, and yeah, 100 percent. I think one of our uh, previous episodes, I think the title is uh, is uh, is water, the next oil. I think that was yep. the title of the episode it, because it, of it's, what's it's, going on with uh, water rights and just, yeah, I mean, just water availability, yep. all the all those things just uh, on a global on a global scale. You can you can get by without oil for a while. You can't get by without water. Yeah, um, that's yeah. Uh, that's that's a non-negotiable. Right. Um, so at any rate, uh, there's no question that that's going to be one of the sources of um, uh, you know maybe the largest source of geopolitical conflict for the foreseeable future. So I think that if you um, are in that space where you have the opportunity to improve the quality of water by whatever method, and thank goodness there's so many different methods. But if you're in that space trying to improve the quality of water, you're in the right space. Well, you mentioned geopolitical, and uh, we've got a few minutes left. I mean, the infrastructure bill, I, I have to you know, share my own ignorance. I don't know what, where it's at or what's going on with it right now. I do know that it exists, and I know you and I have had conversations offline in the mm -hmm. past uh, regarding it. Do you want to kind of share your thoughts on how that could be beneficial to our industry? Sure. Well, I mean, there's almost half a trillion dollars um, of some of that money that's dedicated to, you know, improving stormwater quality. And the latest legislation, um, uh, the infrastructure package that was passed last year, um, makes no um, uh, uh, makes no quarrels about, you know, structural devices and devices that, you know, may be different or may have some sort of intellectual property value. Those products are allowed to be used on federal on federal projects, um, and they have been in the past as well. But it was made clear um, in uh, in this bill that you can actually use, as long as it's cost effective, you can pretty much use um, the products that you want to use. Now, the one thing that I will say is our products are 100% made in the United States, made in the USA. Nice. Nice. As with all federal building projects, there are, you know, made in USA, 
um, by USA provisions. And you'll find them on the federal level, state level, oftentimes the county and municipal level. Um, but one of the things that we've been super proud of in our almost 25 years is our products are 100% made in the USA. They're shipped by U.S. workers on U.S. carriers, um, you know, in U.S. warehouses and U.S. production facilities. So we're made the USA. We're proud of that. And I think that's going to be a benefit to people that use our products on these projects going down, going yeah, down the stream. I mean, that's a, it, not only, I mean, I, I think that's amazing. Plus, I mean, just with uh, uh, lead time, I mean, just mm -hmm. lead time on projects, the fact that you're able to, you know, like obviously if it doesn't have to come from, if it doesn't have to go, if it doesn't have to be put on a boat and get here, then yeah. you can deliver faster yeah. than somebody that has their stuff on a boat, period. You know, regardless of, no, you no, know, no question. all that, all the, all that kind of, you know, proud to be American thing, which I am very proud, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's awesome. I, I, I don't even know. I, I guess I did realize that you guys were fully, fully, uh, made in the USA. So that's, that's awesome. Um, well, as we wrap up, uh, any final thoughts, anything that uh, maybe I missed or that you would just like to share with the listeners, uh, stormwater in general, specific to BMP, something about yourself. I, I mean, I, you know, any, any parting, any parting wisdom, TJ? Hey, listen, there's, um, uh, even though there's a uh, hundred thousand, um, plus of our products in the ground, there are uh, millions of stormwater structures that would be perfect homes for snouts and, uh, our devices like bioskirts and turbo plates. Um, so, uh, you know, give those critters a home. In fact, even on our website for, for, for municipal entities, like a government entity, we actually have a program called Adopt a Snout. Where, oh, you, there we go. Yeah, I forgot about that. Let's talk about Adopt a Snout. Let's explain that to everybody. Absolutely. Where if you're a government entity, um, uh, and that could be federal, state, you know, municipal, what have you, and you haven't tried a snout yet, um, we will give you a free one to try. Because awesome. the discussion about whether it works or whether it doesn't work, you know, hey, there's different applications and there's there's no product that works right for every application. But rather than getting into that discussion, we'll say, hey, listen, we'll give you one for free. You try it. We'll give you a free bioskirt too. You try it. And then you let us know whether it works for you. It's been a very successful project. I bet. Um, for us. And uh, awesome. so there are snouts um, uh, looking for homes. And uh, the Adopt a Snout pro, uh, uh, the uh, the Adopt a Snout program may be a great way to introduce you to uh, the newest member of your stormwater family if you're a uh, municipal or uh, you know government entity. Man, that's fantastic! Made in the USA and willing to stand behind the product to the point of I will give you one, and you can see not only is it effective, but how is how effective is it, and how often do you have to clean it in your particular municipality, and then you can plan accordingly. And you can yep. find all those critters. That's a TJ. Uh, that's a professional term for us now. <laughs> find all those critters a home. Uh, that that's right. Got. And you're based out of uh, you're based out of Baltimore uh, personally. And then the the shop is uh, the the offices are based in Connecticut, Connecticut, Connecticut yeah. right? So ship all around the country. Uh, so that 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 kind of doesn't matter. If you want to find uh, TJ, all of his contact information. If you have questions for him. Those will be in the show notes. You can uh, track him down. And then I know uh, that every now and then you'll come out and you'll do some regional shows. I would assume people can come see you. Uh, are you going to be in Ohio this year? 
Um, uh, we're considering Ohio. Um, we've done that show in the past. We're we're definitely going to do StormCon in Texas. StormCon. So worst case scenario, I believe that's August or September. Let me look at my calendar. August, August twenty eighth, August twenty eighth in Dallas, Texas. You can see and shake TJ's hand and pick his brain on storm uh, stormwater quality devices, as well as the snout, bioskirt, and the turbo plate. TJ, any final thoughts? I really appreciate. You. Say it again. I said I'll have my boots on. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to wear a Do you have a cowboy hat? If you come in, no cowboy hat. Maybe a ball cap. Oh, all right. All right. Well, we'll, 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 I mean, I live in Texas. I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't, I'm, that would be a lie. I do own some boots. I just don't wear them very often. Well, right, you know, so. a lot of, I grew up, I grew up in, in Pennsylvania <laughs> outside of Philadelphia. And Philadelphia okay. is actually the home to the Stetson hat company. Most people don't even know that, but I, I was unaware. I probably won't. I, I I don't think I have a Stetson, so I, I protect it. <laughs> it's all right. We, we love to, we love to have you in Texas, brother. I appreciate you being on the podcast. Uh, thank you so much. And, um, and we will, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds great. Thanks for having me, Todd. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Stormwater World podcast. Do you have something you'd like to discuss? Do you have an opposing opinion regarding something you heard during this episode? Let's talk about it. Click on the link in the show notes to sign up for a future episode. I'd love to visit with you about what's happening and how you see things unfolding in your stormwater world.